Hello, this is Taboo Winslow Morris, sole owner and founder of Triumphant Athletic Agency and author and podcaster. Let's play ball and win. Thank you for tuning into my podcast, Confronting Galalas, a genuine discussion with and for genuine folk. Our genuine discussion today is on the on inflation and how COVID impacted the real estate market for rentals, leasing, or buying for homes, for rental apartments, and for business office space. Today is Mike Kosiembo, a real estate broker at MFI Realty. Welcome, Mike, to Confronting Goliath Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, thanks for having me. I just was, um, I was Googling and I found the article on Forbes.com and the title is called, it's under small business and it's called How Rising Investment Rates and Inflation Impact Real Estate Investment. And I'm going to read a little bit of what this article is talking about um, and how it has impacted the real estate, um, the industry, basically. Um, I'm not going to start at the beginning of it, but I do want to talk about, I'm going to start here. It says, when interest rates rise, mostly in periods of economic expansion, various asset classes react uniquely. Rising rates erode the principle of bonds, affect the value of stocks and other financial assets, and influence interest payments on debt. However, real estate investments have the characteristic of performing well in a rising rate environment. In particular, income-generated real property and multifamily have historically, and as I've witnessed from experience as an investor and developer, shown a greater ability to grow net income during expansion periods than securities and other assets. Look, Let's look at our position with inflation and the way real estate is faring under pressure. It shows that it says on Friday, December 10th, 2021, the Bureau of Labor Statistics stated that the U.S. inflation rate increased 6.8% over the previous year, the largest year-over-year rise since 1982. This figure is a micro-reflection of recent trend in the U.S. economy. But what I really wanted to get to is the fact that there are so many people that are kind of like getting priced out of markets um, for looking for apartments, looking for real estate to buy a home. And I wanted to talk, I wanted to bring an expert in to talk about that. And so we have Mike here who has been in the industry and I'm gonna give him a little, um, some time to talk about himself so, Mike, can you tell me about how long you've been in the industry and um, what attracted you to the industry? Let's start there. Sure. Yeah, I don't know if I would consider myself an expert, but I've been doing this for about eight and a half years. Um, and I do mainly commercial real estate leasing. So 
not too much in terms of buying housing, um, re residential housing, but you know, homes for businesses. So if you are a restaurant and you're doing bad and you want a new location or you're doing great and you want an additional location, you would call my firm. Or additionally, if you're a landlord and you have a shopping center and you want to lease it out, you have you know, 2,000 to 50,000 square feet of empty space, you would call me as well. Um, and what attracted me to that is one, it can be very lucrative, um, but two, it's as with any kind of sales job, um, you know, every day is different. And so you do have the ability to not get stuck where you're doing the same thing every single day. You know, you get handed a new stack of papers and you finish that stack and tomorrow they give you another one. Every day is pretty different, which can be good, can be bad. Thank you, Mike, for um, sharing that. Now, we, we've talked a little bit offline, but this next question is, how did COVID and inflation impact the real estate market in your opinion? And we talked a little bit about this offline, guys, and um, I gave him an example of um, an old apartment complex in which I worked in, but well, not worked in, which I lived in and had my home office in, and how some of the tenants, when they, during COVID, they lost jobs and some people just rolled out and left and never paid any debt and paid nothing towards their debt. And we were talking about how um, that negatively impacted a lot of business owners, a lot of people that was in the um, real estate investment market. So give us, give me your take on how COVID and inflation has impacted the real estate market. What, what, what's going on? Well, with COVID, um, I, just like you said, a lot of people lost their job. And then when enough people lost their job, then like for me, as I said, we mainly do retail stuff. So grocery, uh, grocery anchored shopping centers, you know, places where you get your hair cut, restaurants, bars. But if you, if a lot of people lose their job, then they don't have enough money to be going to those places. Um, so that typically happens in a recession anyway but then with covid there were the guidelines that not only was there a smaller pool of people to buy your product but you couldn't even open up so we had you know the government saying unless you are a essential business which was you know grocery stores um health um liquor stores oddly enough not actually not oddly that's pretty standard um but unless you were one of those essential businesses then you couldn't even open up and from the small business standpoint if you can't open up then you it's really hard for you to be able to pay rent but from a lot of the shopping centers that we work with very few of them are owned by massive corporations. You know, a lot of them are just partnerships that, you know, the people have more money than you or I, but they're not, you know, huge, massive, like, um, conglomerates. Like. Exactly. So when you have these people and they say, you know, I can't even open up, 
then you have to get creative on what you do because one it never really happened before i think the last time something like that happened before was 1918 with the spanish flu and i don't think anybody you know remembers <laughs> what happened then but you had a lot of landlords who they'd never been through this before either and they while they wanted to get their money um a lot of them didn't really know what to do and a lot of them didn't get their money but it was more of an issue where most of these things are owned by a bank and the banks are still wanting to get their payments their mortgage payments and if no one's paying you rent you can't pay your mortgage so it was like who takes the fall here and for some people for most people it was the small business owner and what most of the landlords that i know did not all of them but most of them they just said look if you want to leave you can leave um just leave everything in your space so if it was a restaurant leave your restaurant exactly the way it was and then when this is over hopefully it'll be easier for me to lease this out because there's already a bunch of equipment in there and the only person and you know people are just going to need to kind of plug and play and get in there and that's what most of the landlords ended up doing or they would say as long as you can't open up then you don't have to pay rent but if they say for 3 months you can't open up then you don't have to pay rent for those 3 months and we will add that same period of time onto the back of your lease so if your lease was 5 years then your lease became 5 years and 3 months um and you really just had to kind of be creative in what you did with it but mainly i mean the one person who didn't really get hurt that much was the banks because <laughs> they they clearly because they still charged the landlords and the landlords just had to kind of figure out what to do so the government programs they definitely helped um and then you had you know some small business owners who really tightened up their belt and tried really hard um and you know paid off as much as they could um you had other ones who one day they're open the next day they're gone their phone numbers change and you can't get in touch with them it's interesting you say that i had um the economist on a bosan bosu one not too long ago and he talked about how um 40% of the small businesses that was that was defunct were actually minorities. Now, I'm looking at this forbes.com article and it says inflation increased by 0.8% in November following a 0.9% increase in October with many commodities including food, fuel, fuel and housing seeing price hikes for the 6th consecutive month. The shelter index increased 4% over the month and the indices for rent and owners equivalent rent booth rose 0.4%. Now, with that stated, what would you what would you suggest my listeners do if they're looking for a space and maybe they decided that okay, I made it through COVID. Now I'm at inflation. And yeah, I barely made it through 
COVID and my space is a little bit too big. I need to downsize my my space, but I'm a little nervous because inflation is like kicking my butt. So what what suggestion would you give to somebody like that? Hmm. So you're talking about how they would go about this with their landlord? No, how would they how would they find a new space? Their lease is up and they're they they have all this square footage that they're not using because COVID caused them to micromanage and to change the way that they're doing business and it's now they don't need as much space. But they wanna find a new space. What 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 suggestions do you you give them in this type of market? Oh yeah. So I mean the best thing to do is to get a broker because especially if you're the tenant, then you're not paying any money uh, anyway. It's the landlord that always pays a commission. So you can go online. There's um, it's called CoStar and LoopNet. Those are the two best um, places to look for spaces that are available for lease. Um, and then you know if you're in 3,000 square feet and you want 2,000 square feet. You you can search that and then you can search the geographic area that you want to be in and that will show you you know a lot of the things that are online uh and the brokers are usually able to help you with the things that aren't so either they'll go driving around and see the people who actually just have you know a four four lease sign in the window but they didn't put anything online um or they will know other brokers who may know that you know somebody's lease is coming up and they would like to get out um if they can so it's not necessarily on on the market but other brokers would know about it and then you just tell them what you want tell them your budget and you know you want to be honest with them you want to say hey this is what i would ideally like to pay total per month and this is the area that i want to be in and they will be able to tell you if they think that you can do that um and then they'll go searching for you and they will negotiate the proposal up to the lease with you. And if you, and they don't get paid unless, you know, you sign a lease. So you would just need to make sure that your current lease is actually up. Cause you don't, now that COVID is over, it's kind of back to business as normal, where if you run out of, on your lease, landlords are gonna sue you the same way they would have beforehand. You know, if when COVID happened, nobody really know what to do. <laughs> well, that's true. That is so true. Do you have any tips that you might want to help a, a business? Maybe it's somebody that didn't have a lease prior and they are, they're coming from a home office atmosphere and they've decided they have expanded enough that their business actually grew during COVID. They're like busting out of the seams. They now had to hire people. But this is their first experience in getting a lease space. What type of suggestions would you give that individual? Any tips? Uh, yeah, so I mean, if you're going into office space, office space right now is, is, you know, not my forte, but I know that a lot of people left the office and didn't have to come back, um, myself included. So, I work from home now, which means that the office space that we had should be cheaper. 
They so office spaces. If you're trying to get just pure office space in an office building, it should be cheaper. You and you should be able to negotiate with there, with um, those people. The and landlords. when you say when you said negotiate, what I what should they be trying to negotiate? Um. Well, things like there's called landlord work. There's called tenant allowance. So if the space isn't how you want it, you can ask the landlord to do some work. Um, and if you want to do the work, but you, if it's going to cost you a hundred thousand dollars to get the space like you want it, you could ask the landlord to pay for half of that. Um, they're still going to check your credit. They're still going to make sure that you know it's um, not that risky, but it's definitely something that you can ask for and you should. Um, you know, as long as you don't have any prior bankruptcies or anything, then. They may or may not be more willing. Additionally, if you're a restaurant right now and you've grown, there is a lot of restaurants that are available, second generation restaurants for the people who they left, but they just left if they they left all their equipment. So those are available. So you would want to ask, you know, for second generation restaurant space. Um, you would want to, and then. For your question with inflation, typically a lease will go up. Your base rent will go up three percent um, every year to uh, you know account for inflation. You could ask them not to do that. You know, there's there's no telling if they would or if they wouldn't. But right now wouldn't be a bad time to ask them not to do that. Wow! Thank you for that. When would you suggest a potential customer to hold off and why? To hold off on leasing a space? Yes, sir. If they're not ready for it, I mean, we see it all the time. And unfortunately, if, you know, if you're not willing to put together a business plan to do market research and things like that, you know, because we get a lot of people who say, well, this space is, is, you know, it's too expensive or it's this or it's that. Um, and then the landlord says, okay, well, you know, put together a business plan, something like that. Most of the time, it is not necessarily that the landlord wants to see how much you're going to charge for whatever widget you're going to sell. It's they want to see that you're actually dedicated enough to put together a business plan. Because it's the dedicated people that landlords feel more comfortable with. And if you just want to sign a lease really quickly, you it's your first one, but you're not willing to put together a business plan to really do some market research, then, you know, COVID or not, you may not make it. Thank you, Mike, for that. Can you share one of your best customer experiences uh, where I was happy with them or they were happy with me? Either way. Um, yes, yeah, so where they were happy with me, we got a shopping center that um, had a 50,000 square foot vacancy and a few other small, small vacancies. And we were able to cold call, go out into the market and fill the entire center up, even the 50,000 square foot space and basically add a ton of value to that client's shopping center, which is 
you know, what they want. So now if they sold it, then, you know, they would make a hefty profit. Or if they kept it now, because the leases are long term, they're making a lot more money. So they were pretty happy with me. Um, and I've gotten more business with them because of that. And then where the other the tenants were happy with me is a lot of times people don't know what they're doing. So if you can just explain how to lease out a space to someone who's never done it before, but you can make it easy to understand because you know leases are 60 to 70 pages long and they can get really confusing. But the general gist of it and the most important things, if you can explain that to somebody and, you know, get them feeling comfortable with it, then they may, you know, lease out a space where they may not have done it if they just felt overwhelmed. So I've had a lot of clients say, like, you made this really, really easy on me. Like, thank you. And thanks for explaining it where it wasn't that difficult. Thank you. What suggestions can you give to a business that is looking for retail space, but when should they start looking? If they, if say they, say they're, say their lease is up in a year, when would you tell them they should start looking for a new space if they're going to move? If your lease is up in a year, you should start looking now. Um, because sometimes you have to give notice to your landlord. Um, so if your lease is up in a year, you may have to give notice, you know, one year beforehand, six months beforehand, so on and so forth. Um, and additionally, say you like the spot where you're in, but you'd like to lower the rent. Um, then go see what's out there and see if there is a space that has lower rent that's very similar to what you have now and get a proposal from that person. And then that gives you a lot more ammunition to go to your current landlord and say, look, you know that it's gonna be easier for me to stay here. And it's gonna be easy for you, easier for you to keep me here than to have to find a whole new um, person to come in because they may ask you for landlord work. They may, you know, you still have to pay commissions to whatever broker. So what I'm asking for is a decrease in rent of this amount and that will keep me to stay if not if it's not this amount then it's more advantageous for me to go across the street and if you show them a proposal they usually will do it for you wow that's that's good advice um how how would you suggest for a um, business owner to finance um, a move like this if you have money in your bank account, use money in your bank account. But right now, as we were talking about inflation, debt is always better when inflation happens because if the cost, you know, if you take out $50,000, then you only still have to pay back $50,000. But if you, in a year, are charging $2 more to people, um, for the same thing because of inflation, then you have just made it a lot easier. So financing, using debt or during inflationary periods is, is actually advantageous because you have to pay back the same amount um, and it's already set in stone. But if you're able to charge more for whatever you're selling due to inflation, then 
you may or may not be able to, you know, pay back a little bit less than you would have. Okay. Can you explain, make that a little more simpler? Um, so, if you... Give a scenario. See if you if a scenario work. So, like, if you borrow $100,000 um, to get a new spot, uh, get a new location for your, for your business and build it out and everything. And then it's a 30 year fixed rate. Then you have to make the same payments all the time. But if inflation is going up, then perhaps you can charge more for the same amount than you would before. So when you pay it back, it is, it's still the same amount of money that it was back then, but you're getting more money. So because you're charging more, you're passing that cost on to your, your consumer. Exactly. Okay. Very good. Well, Mike, I enjoyed this conversation. I'm hoping you enjoyed being on with us. Can you tell my listeners how they can get in touch with you and what's your, your sweet spot in business? sweet spot in commercial real estate yes sir yeah so i mainly do um kind of uh landlord work so if if somebody has a shopping center they will call me and i will try and find them tenants but if there are any tenants out there who are looking for space we do that as well um but my sweet spot is usually between like ten thousand to 2,000 square feet, some of the smaller spaces. And grocery anchored shopping centers are what I do the most of. So not malls or anything like that. Any particular area, geographic area? Uh, geographic area from Baltimore, um, kind of from Baltimore up to Perryville, like up 95. But my company, MFI Realty does from Virginia up to Perryville. So I'm like Baltimore County, Hartford County, Cecil County, um, Baltimore City, Anne Arundel County. And then we do have some stuff on the Eastern Shore, but mainly like Baltimore County area. That's mine. And then my company, we've got other agents who do the rest of Maryland and Virginia. And DC. <clears throat> Good. Would and you like yeah, to if anyone share... wants to get in touch with me, uh, my name is Mike Kosiemba. Email is mk, so Mike Kilo at mfi, Mike Frank India Realty Well, say that one more time, just in case somebody had to hit replay or you know MK, pause and then <laughs> uh, mk at mfirealty.com. Well, thank you, Mike, for coming on to my podcast today. Listeners, become a listener supporter. Tune in next time to listen to a genuine discussion with and for genuine folk. Let's play ball and win. This is Taboo Winslow Morris, sole owner and founder of Triumphant Athletic Agency, author and podcaster. You have an awesome day. Thank you.